welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here with Dr. Millicent Ravello, who is really, really excited to talk about <laughs> liposuction of the calves and ankles, a.k.a. cankles. The cankles. This is... It's not a huge topic because it's, oh, it can uh, it's be. <laughs> but it can be because <laughs> if you have cankles, it is a huge problem. It's an issue. It is huge because, I mean, that's the one part of your body that you probably show off on a regular basis. And it's not like, you know, your tummy or your breasts or anything else that can be sort of camouflaged. If you have fatty ankles, cankles, calf ankles, um, everyone sees them. They're kind of hard to hide. They are hard to hide. And I don't know of an exercise you can do to get rid of cankles. You can't. It's it's not it, like weight loss is going to no, do it. It's not. So cankles can be from usually a couple of different reasons. Some people just have thicker bones in that region or the curvature of the bones is a little more bowed at the ankle level. So it sort of gives the appearance of a thicker, wider ankle. But in general, someone that's really concerned about the size of their ankles, it's because there's actual fatty deposits. And no matter how much weight you may lose, you're probably not going to lose it from your ankles. For sure. It is fat. It's, it's fat. weird how much fat can be there. There can be a lot of fat. <laughs> I mean, this fascinated me so much that I have written a paper about liposuction of the cankles. And what did you learn in your paper? Well, we wrote about doing it under tourniquet. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because we thought that if you had to tumesce like crazy, that getting the artistry of, mm. of what you wanted for the sure. cankle was going to be difficult. So we liked, we would exsanguinate the leg and do it under tourniquet with, we would still do tumescent because we thought that tumescent would be important for bruising and post-operative right. pain control. But we would not do like a super wet or tumescent technique. It was more like a wet technique. Okay. And what we're talking about is how much fluid you pump into the uh, area you're liposuctioning before you before. liposuction. Yeah, typically it's for bleeding and for post-operative pain control, but it can be a lot. And it's certainly in the area that's so small and you know definite as the ankles, it could disfigure. Okay, all right, so what did you figure out? So, well, let's, let's backtrack and go back to the square one is, what is the treatment for cankles? It is liposuction. It's liposuction. We've talked about Spoiler it, right? alert. It's liposuction. Yeah. I mean, we love liposuction for cankles. You, there's no excisions to do. There's no, no like there's no like weight loss no, method or, you know, bone shrink shaving, ray. No. Or, no. no. So it is liposuction. And how you do it and how you get it done is really important. Um, the candidates for, for calf and ankle lipo are pretty much somebody who's not happy with the contour of their lower right. legs. And they're healthy enough to undergo surgery. And they actually have fat there. Yeah. And, and shocking how much fat there is. You think you're going to go in there and suck out, you know, 50, 60 cc's. It's 200 cc's of fat. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. A lot. In, in, a, in an area that you would think there's just not a whole lot of room to have that happening. But right. there certainly is. And we found that under tourniquet control, you could really get nice contours. It, it's not necessary. I, I don't think... I, I'd still do it if I, if I really think it's going to be a hard operation in that getting like that the leg is just like a tube, you know, and that I'm not going to be able to tell how much to take out to get the contour if I too mess it too much, then I'll do the, the tourniquet control. But if I can tell what needs to be done, in other words, in the preoperative assessment, I, yeah. I 
typically what I do is I take 60 cc syringes and I kind of hold it near the fat. I'm like, well, that looks like it's going to be at about 120 or 180 cc's and, and I need this much from here and I can mark it. Then I know what I need to get out. I don't have to use tourniquet control. But there are some patients where it just goes from the knee to the foot and it is like a tree it's trunk. One straight leg, yeah. And, and I don't know how you're going to contour that if it becomes one, you know, all, right. all swollen with, yeah. with fluid. You know, You want to get a great result with these because you really have one shot at it the the, yeah. the second go on this is not going to be you know a great and b popular with your patients so. no i mean these, this is a very finesse operation in this area particularly just because you're dealing with such small real estate you don't have a lot of room for error and the anatomy down there is just it's it's sticky i think it's probably the best way to describe it it's a lot of attachments it's dense it's fibrous you know you it going back a second time in that kind of area that's all scarred up and adherent at sort of at baseline not easy but the results are tremendous Yeah, amazing. Patients are totally pumped. They love it. Women who have hated wearing cocktail dresses, shorts, anything where they, you know, looked great from, you know, all the way down to their knees and then they have to put on their strappy sandals and they hate how their ankles look. Like it just ruins the look. Yeah. Amazing. This is a great operation. Yeah. Uh, The... The safety profile is very high. I mean, people would think like, oh, you know, you're sucking around all these nerves and arteries and everything. Yeah. It's, it's really not an issue yeah. because it's a very superficial suctioning. So right. you're not getting into compartments where no. there, are, there are problem structures. You can have some sensory changes like anything. If you liposuction and operate on an area, you can get some sensation issues Always. or seromas yeah. where you get fluid collections. Those things do happen, but they're they're pretty minimal. I think the biggest problem is just bruising and swelling that takes a little time to resolve. Bruising and swelling is the big one. You know, anytime we do liposuction, you have to wear some kind of compression garment no matter where we do it. This is no different. And if anything, I would say you might need to wear it even a little bit longer just because by definition, gravity, drainage, everything goes down to your feet. That is the hardest area to drain, even if you haven't had liposuction. So you're sort of fighting against nature and gravity here, and the swelling can be prolonged. So that's why you really have to wear those compression stockings, stay off your feet as much as possible, you know, keep your feet up when you're sitting down, um, and expect to do that for a good at least six weeks, if not a little bit longer. This is a great wintertime operation. (laughs) Sure. There is one... uh one patient population that this is uh, not a great operation for, and it's patients who have lymphedema. No, that is a hard no. So lymphedema is when you already have problems with draining fluid out of your legs for whatever reason. It could be a structural reason. It could be because you have a heart issue, liver issue, I don't know, salt retention issues, whatever it is. At baseline, you have a hard time draining fluid out of your legs. You are not a candidate for this because you will damaged already damaged lymphatic systems of course so there are patients who have cankles but it's from swelling and not from fat and those are patients that are not going to do well with this and you don't take them to surgery for this operation unfortunately there are patients that have lymphatic problems and fat and they're just you have to be careful that that really comes down to your surgeon making a a very proper diagnosis a proper assessment of the situation and then proceeding with a treatment plan. Agreed. So in terms of, uh, you know, post-operative course, how long do patients need to think about having compression garments on? How long are they laid up? 
laid up, I would say they really aren't. I mean, it's sure. going to be tender. It's going to be a little sore to walk on for a couple days. I would suggest that if you can, those first few days that week, keep your legs up as much as possible. Try totally. and stay off of them. Try not Elevate to do a legs. whole lot of walk. Elevate the legs. If you've gone back to work, put them up on a chair. Do something for that first week to really offload the legs and the drainage system of your legs. After a week or so, you know, you can start doing a little bit more, but every time you sit down, put your legs up. Like, it's just, you have to do that. And I would say that for the first six weeks, keep your legs up every time you're sitting down, lying down, what have you. And we talked about sort of the problems, seromas, bruising, sensation issues, contour irregularities. If you don't nail it, then you might have to have a little bit of extra liposuction. I think that contour irregularities occur in about 10% of any liposuction yes. case where you got to do a little touch-up lipo. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, but you know, you got to you got to get yeah. come into the office, get some numbing. You know, it can be done under local, but that does happen. And I right. think it happens more frequently in this area because it's a tricky area. It is tricky. Uh, like we said, not a whole lot of room for error just cuz the spaces are so small and tight. What does it cost? What is if what is ridding yourself of your cankles cost? I mean, if you're just doing the ankles and you're not addressing any other area, in my practice, you're looking at something maybe like six thousand for the whole thing, mm-hmm. all in, all in. Really? Once again, RavelloPlasticSurgery.com <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> it's not that for me. <laughs> well, what is it for you? It's probably for me. It, it takes me a little longer because I'm I'm kind of like fussy with this operation. Yeah. But it's probably more like fourteen or $15,000. Okay. Is that the gray hair factor again? <laughs> well, what do you charge for like um, thigh lipo? Like yeah, if you're doing like... 14, like, 15, Okay, so it's the same yeah. as if you were doing you know, saddle bags or medial yeah, thighs or something. Yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. I think the calves are really tricky. I mean, maybe it's shorter time or something, but it's in that neighborhood. Now, are we talking calves or just ankles? No, calves and ankles. Oh, the okay. Whole thing. Like lower just, legs. I was talking ankles. Oh, yeah. I don't suck ankles. <laughs> okay. I do the whole thing. okay. It's like a full on deal. With I gotta like Got make it. this whole thing look good. Okay, so now we're talking different things. Yeah, so probably like ten grand in your yes. practice, fourteen and on. Yeah. And again, these are the two thousand twenty one uh, <laughs> prices. So if you're listening to this in far into the future, don't don't be shocked if it's more. But it will be less in other parts of the country, as we always talk about. The price discrepancies with California are crazy. Right. Um, and then the other area that we could talk about is knees, because knees are right there with it. Um, knees are tricky. Knees are tricky, but they're also gratifying. Very They're gratifying. very gratifying. Oh, Typically, yeah. it's that inner medial, call it medial, but the inner aspect of the knee, which is like, it just holds on to fat. It's a little fat pad right on the inside of the knee. Um, and in some patients, it can be significant, even if they have skinny legs, like everywhere else, will have this little tiny little fat pad that bothers them. Suck it out. So that's a, that's a great one too. Um, that's, you know, when I have patients that I'm doing fat grafting on, usually for the breast or the face or for whatever, and they're super skinny and they have zero fat on them, I can usually get a little bit out of that knee area. Yeah, Surprisingly true. so. I'm like, ah, I know where I can go. Go to the knee. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the knees are great. Calves and ankles are great. I mean, liposuction is pretty 
pretty effective in general, especially if you're talking about focused areas like these. Right. It's really good for that. What it's not great at is, you know, I've gained 82 pounds in COVID and I want to be thinner. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can do other, it, but. It's not great. I would recommend some yeah. diet and exercise first and then go from right. there. Another thing I would say to the other patients that aren't great for that, at least for the, the ankles and calves, it's one fine. You could probably do that in most age groups. The knees, you have to be a little bit careful with. If you're older, if you have some skin laxity, uh, liposuction of the knees can give you some saggy knee skin. So you got to be a little careful if you already have the propensity to have some saggy knee skin. Yeah, and there is no good operation for saggy knee skin. People do. I've seen them try to cut around kneecaps. I've seen people do everything that they can to try to get rid of saggy knee skin, and it just doesn't. You know, what you need is to iron it. Yeah. You need to go to the... Go to the dry cleaners and get some because it doesn't work. Whatever you do, it doesn't work. It doesn't do whatever you, you. If you want smooth skin on your knees and you have saggy skin on the knees, you're looking at some kind of awkward skin incision. And so you pick your poison. Yeah, do you want to have a, a scar? Or do you want to have saggy knees? Don't look at me. I'm <laughs> not going to do that because it doesn't one, work. I had one woman. She had like a Ehlers Danlos elasticity skin condition where that she is just like basically just super super stretchy super skin. super stretchy skin and it was sort of all over but for some reason it was focused on her lower legs and her knees i have a photo of her pulling the skin of her knees a good like six centimeters off her knee like it was just you know, here and she'd gone to a couple plastic surgeons and they all were like uh so she came to me and i was like yeah, I'll figure something out. So I, I did. I, I cut the skin off her knees and she was ecstatic. She has these incisions right down the front of her knee and she doesn't even care. Well, if you have it look, if it looks like, you know, like you had like a knee replacement or something like that, right. that, that scar is yeah. not terrible. It's not terrible. And she, and I told and like, you're going to have scars on your knees. And she knew that. She loved it. She was like, I can wear shorts. I can wear skirts. So, you know, lesser of two evils for her. Again, but- <laughs> RavelloPlasticSurgery.com for saggy knee skin. <laughs> she will help you out with this one. <laughs> Do not call the offices of Dr. J. Cal. <laughs> she, she's, got, she's got the answers. I don't. <laughs> I don't like saggy knee skin. I, it's I've, I've really seen some tough. really awful incisions. Right. Like I've seen things around. Like, I just... Like um, that's not my thing. No, that is not my bag. You know, that's a good place. You know, for some kind of non-invasive tightening, that might be a good area to start looking at. That sounds good. Now now you're talking. Do those those things work? Sometimes, maybe a little bit, but it's better than a big scar on your knee. Iron it. Go (laughs) go to the dry cleaner. See if they can take you in the back and just like kind of try to iron that thing out for you. Well, I think we've covered it on the on the cankles. it is a good operation. I, I, I should be doing more of them. You know, I, I really like doing them. They, they turn out great. Patients are very happy. Anything else on the cankles? No. Different discussion. We didn't talk about this. There actually is a separate surgery for calf reduction where you actually take the muscle. So you take like half the gastrocnemius, which we are used to doing for knee reconstructions and lower leg reconstructions. We use gastroc flaps and soleus flaps. So it's, it's a procedure that's not unfamiliar to most of us but way more popular in places like asia because they have this thing about having really tiny calves and in general a lot of the asian patients have thicker calves so this is a popular procedure typically among asians for calf reduction where they're actually taking half of your gastroc muscle to make the leg smaller yeah well that's good i just learned something yeah just throwing that out there that's uh (laughs) again 
Ravelloplasticsurgery.com. <laughs> that is not something I do. If you'd like a rhinoplasty, you can come see me. Happy to help. But uh, yeah, that that's interesting. I, I could see that mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Well, great. Well, this has been a very interesting uh, cankle discussion. <laughs> but for now, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills. 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 Westcliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com And you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800. And that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.